0: This is Indian Noir, India's number one horror, crime, and dark fantasy storytelling podcast. This is Indian Noir X, a compendium of real-life paranormal experiences and urban myths from India. Taylor Poe an adaptation of an Appalachian folktale. The old man lived in a cabin in the woods, far from civilization, with just his three dogs for company. You had to walk for three days straight to reach the paved road to the hill station, a township of thousand souls shivering through cold days for a major part of the year. He preferred the isolation. Out here the mist clung to tall evergreen trees, that draped the mountains like an unending carpet of greenery. There was a bluish tinge to the light that filtered through the foliage. Here you could forget. Forget the coffin with your young daughter interred in its velvet innards. Forget the gloomy evenings that ruined the marriage of three decades. Not even the indigenous tribes that inhabited this region visited these parts. They spoke of voices made by animal mouths, mimicking human voices. The old man didn't believe the stories at first, but then he heard it during one of his hunting trips. Flee! Flee! It said, as he watched the trees for signs of life forms that could dare utter those words. He had ignored it for a few months. However, things had gotten strange recently. The old man was having to travel farther to find deer or rabbits for his meals. It was as if something was driving the animals living in the region to other parts of the forest. It had been four days since he had eaten something. And now, as he trudged through the thick forest, he was certain the hunger was making him see phantoms. He thought he heard his daughter's laughter when he crossed a babbling creek. They finally found a skinny rabbit, him and the three dogs, and they pounced on it like ravenous predators. But the creature bolted and took them on a wild race through the forest. The old man's fitness was compromised, so he ran for some distance and then stopped, He watched the dogs crash through the vegetation, chasing their quarry. He sat on a rock, panting and rubbing his chest. Birds mocked him from their sky-high perches as he recovered from the sprint. Then he saw the creature. He saw its tail. A fleshy appendage. "'covered in a thin layer of black fur. "'He could hear the dogs faintly in the distance. "'What if they didn't catch the rabbit? "'He had to eat. His pets had to eat. "'He pulled out a small axe attached to his backpack and prowled forward. "'The body of the creature was hidden under thick layers of foliage. "'Only its tail was visible, resting on a down log that sported mushrooms.' and a parade of red ants carrying dried leaves over it. His blade licked out and the tail was severed from the rest of the body. (coughs) The creature screamed an unearthly scream and ran into the forest. He thought he heard it say, FLEE! FLEE! The old man returned home with the tail and the three dogs. The animals had failed to catch the rabbit. His stomach was cooking in its own acids now, and blind hunger drove him to pop the cleaned and prepared tail into a pot of boiling meat stock. He sat with the dogs in front of the fireplace as the soup bubbled away, filling the house with a pleasant aroma. He had high hopes for the dish. "'although he was not sure what animal the tail came from, "'he had no doubt that the cuts of meat he had extracted "'were fatty and juicy enough to keep them sated for days.' "'Outside, the wind moaned in the trees, "'and wooden slats creaked in protest.' "'Let's see if the food is ready,' the old man said, getting up from his chair. Something, someone, banged on the door urgently. The old man looked at the clock on the wall. It was just after 8 p.m. He rarely got visitors. Maybe twice in the last five months? Once a hunter who got lost. Another time a member of the local tribe who wanted a refill of water. <coughs> Telepo, po a voice demanded. The old man froze. The dogs launched themselves at the door the old man grabbed the same axe he used to sever the tail and headed towards the door. The banging stopped. He braced the axe with one hand and threw the door wide open. There was no one there, just the dark night swathed in fog. The dogs kept barking, but the man silenced them with a big shh. It's just the wind, you bastards. Come. Come. The soup is ready. He fed most of the flesh from the soup to the dogs in three wooden bowls, before settling down to drink his portion from a porcelain dish. He watched the fire chew at the log with disdain, and checked in on his inner mind. It was blank no thoughts of his daughter or his ex-wife he was at peace and if it weren't for the darned incident earlier in the evening (sighs) he sighed the soup was delicious and nourishing he could not wait to get hold of the rest of the creature imagine how wonderful its thighs would taste I want my tailypaw, the voice demanded. It was no wind. The voice came from a mouth that was not human, but had learned to mimic their speech. Of that the old man was certain. No man spoke in this manner. The old man set the ball aside, grabbed the axe, threw the door wide open, and shouted, Who's there? There was no one at the door. All three dogs let out a warning growl. They could sense something out in the darkness. Get him! the old man shouted. The three dogs bolted into the darkness, following the rich scent of the unwelcome guest. The old man could hear their howling and panting as the dogs tore up the night looking for the intruder who had disturbed the peace of their home. The old man locked the door behind him and sat back down to finish his soup. His pets would be back in no time. He pitied the wretched person who had dared to ruin his evening. He laughed at the thought of the trespasser running for his life, his hounds baying for his blood. Hours passed. The dogs didn't return. The old man couldn't sleep. Every half an hour, he would step out of the hut and call out their names in vain. The night howls of monkeys in the distance unnerved him, as always. But there was no sign of the dogs. (laughs) Just past midnight, he heard a mocking laughter outside, and when he opened the door, he saw one of the dogs limp towards the porch. A long red scar on its left leg bled profusely. The old man ran towards the dog and hugged him. He inquired about his other canine friends, as if he was expecting a response. The dog whimpered pathetically in his arms. The old man took him in, and before closing the door, he peered into the darkness. He thought he saw a shadowy form slip in and out of the tree line that bordered his property. But he wasn't sure... He had just finished dressing up the dog's wound when the banging started again. Taillipo! Give me my taillipo! The old man pulled out a kitchen knife and also grabbed his axe before heading to the door. Come, you bastard! Come show your face! The old man shouted as he opened the door. His eyes fell on the two bleeding-skinned bodies that lay on the front porch. His dogs had been skinned alive. Their paws and tails had been removed. Their eyes were white globes of terror, their mouths frozen in a scream, and their tongues lolled out to the side lifelessly. The old man screamed at the gory sight. Nightflies were settling in on the flayed flesh for a long feast. The old man slammed the door shut, grabbed his injured dog, and ran into the bedroom. He cried like a baby, fear and sadness clawing at his senses. The night wind and the hint of a mocking laughter was even more evident now that his senses were attuned to the dangers of the night. He called out the names of his daughter and his dead dogs, unable to stop the torrent of pain that had invaded his carefully insulated heart. The injured dog at his feet, whined in sympathy. Slowly, the old man grew tired and he drifted off to sleep. He dreamt that he was at his daughter's wake and he was trying to console his wife who was tearing her hair out. Stop, Sananda, stop this, he said to her. His consolations were interrupted by a voice from behind them. Ma? Pitaji? The voice said. The voice of his daughter. Both parents turned around in terror, and they were greeted by the sight of a human form covered in black fur, with neither eyes, nor mouth, nor ears. They watched on in stunned silence as the figure stood unmoving. Then it said, Give me my daily bowl. Give me my daily bowl. The old man woke up with a scream. An unnatural silence greeted his newly awakened senses. Something wet sucked at the skin on his legs. He lit the kerosene lamp on his bedside table to investigate the bottom half of his bedsheet. He gagged at the sight that met his tired eyes. his third dog, skinned and dismembered like the others. Its blood had drenched the sheets and leaked down the sides of the bed, forming crimson puddles on the weathered wooden floorboards. No, no, the old man cried. Give me my daily ball, give it to me, a voice said from underneath the bed. The old man leapt off his bed and tried to run towards the living room. Clawed hands grabbed onto his legs and pulled. He fell face forwards and smashed into the hardwood. A cool darkness invaded his consciousness. When the old man woke up, he was lying on his back on the floor, facing the bed. A dark form covered in fur, squatted on a pile of feathers and shredded form atop his bed. The thing, whatever it was, had clearly destroyed the mattress and blanket in a fit of rage. The creature did not seem to be angry now. It was working away methodically on a personal project. He could now see that the thing had a human bone in its hand, which it carefully placed on a long strip of flesh. My talipo, my talipo, it muttered lovingly. It sat tall and assessed its handiwork. Then it uttered a sharp screech and threw the bone against the wall. (laughs) The creature had big milky white eyes, nestled in a sickly blue face, that looked like the work of some wicked god who had tried to fuse man and beast. Its maw was a selection of rotten, chipped teeth covered in gore and a white tongue that roiled restlessly in a pool of gooey saliva. It had no ears, and its body was covered in small black hair. The creature's glance fell upon the old man. Bone no good! bone no good! The creature said as it leapt off the bed and rushed towards him. It was then that the old man noticed that he was naked. And parts of his leg and torso were missing chunks of flesh, even bones However, surprisingly, he felt no pain He tried to scream, but no sound came out This bone, the creature said As it manipulated his rib bones through the gaping wound on his torso Something snapped clean And the creature pulled the rib out and examined it dispassionately Then it flicked the bone away to one corner of the room, towards a pile of previously discarded bones. Ah! Ah! The creature said, as he pushed the farmer to his side and felt his back. Its clawed paws studied the shoulder bones and the other skeletal structures of the upper back, before tracing the spine that snaked down to his glutes. Tailypoo! Tailypoo! The creature squealed in delight. The knowledge of what was about to happen made him empty his bowels and Ah! bladder. Sensation returned to the old man as the creature ripped out his spinal cord and he felt every painful moment of it. He thought he saw his daughter standing at the door laughing at his foolishness. He reached out with trembling hands, but she did not take them. She sat on her haunches and watched on with a smile as the truth dawned on the old man that there was only pain, there was only ever going to be pain for him from the day his daughter passed. These days, the members of the local tribes have to go past the cottage sometimes, on their way to collect honey. It's only a pile of rubble and overgrown weeds. It looked like a powerful hurricane had demolished it from within. Sometimes, the children who were part of the group would trail behind mischievously and take in the sights of the ruins while listening to the susurration of wind in the trees. They knew if they paid close attention, they could hear a voice say, Po, I found my po